0: recording. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Forges of Comic 2 podcast. My name is Tyler. I'm Mary. I am Kylie. That threw me off. (laughs) I did. I was waiting for, I'm Aaron. And I'm Aaron. Uh, No Aaron this week. So it's just the A-team. There you go. (laughs) Was that bitchy? (laughs) No more being held back. (laughs) Oh, Erin's uh, currently serving her uh, one-week sentence for uh, drunk drunken public at the local county jail. So. No. Um, hashtag prayers up for Erin. No. Hashtag don't drop the soap. Hashtag miss you, Aaron. No, I got uh, drop,
1: well, Dropping the sh- soap in a women prison.
0: Um, oh. Now I'm thinking. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> it was a very gender-neutral joke. <laughs> Or what I thought was a gender neutral joke (laughs) that I've learned is absolutely not the case. Uh, This is a creator focus episode. It's a show we do once a month where we pull a random comic creator's name out of a bucket. And we talk about their career and some books they've worked on. At the end of this episode, we'll pull the next comic creator's name out of the bucket for next month's creator focus. Mary? Yeah. Who did we choose? Who did the bucket give us this month? It was you, by the way, who chose it. Was it? Oh, so so I had to pick.
2: You're going to have to get the bucket.
0: That's
2: okay. Um... Jonathan Hickman
0: Jonathan Hickman Okay
2: good I read the right <laughs> The right thing
0: he's, he's a big one He's one I was excited about I feel like he's He's definitely One of the bigger uh, I don't know Would you say Like a modern era Yeah Writers Yeah Of the last Ten years or I so, think so. He, I think so I think so He's definitely A name that sells books Like I feel like One of the biggest uh, Events of the last Five six years or so was like him getting announced on X Men like that was a big yeah. that was a big deal him, for him coming back to
1: Marvel was huge for then and there
0: so it's like what did they offer this man right like, like and to, I, to I just remember back. being in the store like when like uh, what was it House of X and Powers of yeah. Ten whatever came out and it was just like it was a big deal like that was
1: that's I, that was when I was gonna read and again like. Just flipping through that I'm like, oh I don't have the time for this. There's so it's much very heavy. there's like just there's just pages of prose where yeah. you've gotta read. It's not <laughs> even pictures. You're like this is a book.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> I remember back in the day I bought issue I bought the first issue of each one and read them enough and like and I remember like it was one of those two where like I had to read it a couple times, mm-hmm. and then even had to have McCord explain it to me. Mm-hmm. And when McCord explained it to me, I'm like, "This is a really cool idea," and it just never went forward with it. Like, I bet it's really good, but you know, eventually, if, eventually. yeah, one of the, one of these days. So Jonathan Hickman, he's he's done a lot of shit. He does a yep. lot of
1: good sci-fi.
0: He's done uh, mostly all, I guess, all Marvel. He hasn't done anything for DC, has he?
1: No, I don't think he did yeah. anything. Where do you see a lot of uh, creator own stuff for Image and, and,
0: Marvel? and Marvel? Yeah, so um, he's the, the one
1: who did Infinity, right? The, he did that yeah. Avengers run that
0: led into Infinity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, um, there's next next to no notes, like very, okay. very minimal notes. And I don't know if Hickman's just a very private person, maybe or or whatever. Like there was. So just, who was the last one you had that problem with? Where like there's no notes on this guy. I don't remember, but like most of them are pretty fruitful. Like mm. most of them are quite a bit of notes like the it's pretty rare that uh you get in and it's just like okay I just some people are very private i think and just don't let a lot of details about their their life or i don't know maybe hickman just doesn't do a lot of interviews i like guess because i assume because yeah. you know the notes we pull from wikipedia mostly so it's like maybe wikipedia there's just not a lot of information about him out there maybe he doesn't do a lot of interviews i guess do you ever go to the creators websites themselves yeah okay
2: I, d- I have. Well, was, when, I don't know are, about when him. When you actually
1: used to do shit for the Yeah, player. there
2: was somebody who was newer. I don't remember their name, but I know that I actually had to go to their actual website to get some more history about them. Because, yeah, like, Wikipedia had nothing.
0: A Sometimes. Just hold off. Remember when Mary said he notes you guys? Mm-hmm. Remember when Mary? When it was the good times. Edit the podcast? <laughs> remember when
2: Mary From the long, show? long ago? From the long, long ago. So
0: Jonathan anyway. Was born. Oh, this is, uh, that our is the history, best part of history. History section of Jonathan Hickman <laughs> before we get into book reports. Uh, Jonathan Hickman was born on September 3rd, 1972. In He's In South Carolina. He's two years older than me. He's
2: from the South?
0: Hmm. Let's yeah, not hold like that. that against him. Not like that. <laughs> <the worst part>. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, notable works include The Nightly News, Secret Warriors, Fantastic Four, Manhattan Project, Avengers, East of West, Secret Wars, along with a lot of other things. Uh, Shield. List them oh, all. did Shield. Yeah. That was so good. That took like forever to yeah, end, but oh, then yeah. he finally came back. But he like, did, when he... it came back they're like they reprinted the other issues like yeah. okay, it's been a few years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give him credit though because like I had lumped Shield in with those other ones that like you just like these are never these will never finish. Oh, like yeah. All Star Batman and Robin and like Kevin Smith's what was it, Black Cat? Spider-Man hey, and Black Hat,
1: Daredevil, Target, whatever like the Daredevil Bullseye or whatever. Yeah.
0: Like and so like the fact that he came back and finished shield, I'm like, "Okay, you know what? Give Hickman a little bit of credit cuz like I just assumed that was a lost cause like but th- you're just never getting this book. Like no. it's never going to." finish uh, Hickman was born and raised in South Carolina, graduated from South Florence High School in Florence, South Carolina. After high school, Hickman earned a degree in architecture architecture, architecture? <laughs> yeah. texture, with, texture. A, with an x is it really okay. no, no architecture, oh
2: okay not a thing. i wanted to make sure that <laughs> is, is that what you read
1: architecture not texture architecture
0: <laughs> no <laughs> no
2: you're, we're you're hitting an x wrong my whole life <laughs> you're hitting an x that's not, architecture. not
0: there architecture no. Arch- that, <laughs> yeah, don't Architecture. No. architecture architecture yeah architecture Mm, closer. closer. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I'm so ashamed that's it, I can't even make any time for it.
2: Architecture <laughs> is now the new <laughs> metropolis. <laughs>
0: I've always wanted to be an architecturist. <laughs> <laughs> you seen the, the new additions to the Guggenheim? <laughs> uh, before breaking into comics, Hickman worked in the fields of web and CD-ROM. Remember CD-ROM? Whoa. Look, oh, yeah. Uh, development and later advertising. Between 2006 and 2008, Hickman published his debut comic book series, The Nightly News, and Pax Romana. Yeah. Both of which he wrote, drew, colored, and lettered.
2: He drew the image. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: He drew I think both of those, didn't he? Or was yeah. it just Pax? No, both of them. Both of them, yeah.
2: He drew and, the nightly news? Hmm? Yeah. Damn. And in
0: 2009, Hickman launched his first ongoing series, Secret Warriors, which followed Nick Fury and a group of super powered operatives as they undertook espionage operations in the wake of the company wide crossover storyline, Secret Invasion. Secret Warriors was pretty sweet. Uh, the following year, Hickman wrote the SHIELD Limited series, which detailed the secret history of the. SHIELD? eponymous spy how the hell is what the fuck is that word
1: architecture
0: (laughs) architecture (laughs) uh spy organization operating within the marvel universe during this period he continued to publish various creator-owned projects through image uh transhuman with artist Mm. jm ringuette ringuette uh uh, a red mask for mars with artist ryan bodenheim and the red wing with nick pitara Uh, I want to
2: know the words that you can say. I want to know if, how we have In 2009,
0: Hickman also began his run on Fantastic Four with Dark Reign, Fantastic Four limited series illustrated by Sean Chen, taking over the series proper with issue number 570 drawn by Dale Eaglesham in the storyline 3, which concluded in Fantastic Four 587. The Human Torch appeared to die, stopping a horde of monsters from the other dimensional negative zone. The series ended with the following issue and was relaunched as simply FF. Hickman finished his run on the Fantastic Four and became the writer of the Avengers. So it, like within a short amount of time he was kind of like moving on up the list at Marvel there. Moving how on how on long up? did he was he on Fantastic Too Four? Cuz it seemed like
1: he had a decent run on that.
0: Um Yeah, I mean it says he started in 2009. It was at least a couple years it looks like.
1: Cuz that was a series
0: that uh... Uh, he started Avengers in 2012, so looks like he did okay. it for about three years. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, let's see. The New Avengers... He wrote, The New Avengers as part of the Marvel Now relaunch in late 2012. Hickman's run on the title spawned two company-wide crossover storylines, Infinity in 2013 and Secret Wars in 2015. After taking a leave from Marvel to focus on his long-form uh, creator-owned titles, Hickman returned to the publisher for Dawn of X in 2019. It's so weird, like... Like that doesn't feel that long ago, but at the same time, it feels like an eternity yeah, ago. It like Hickman coming back to the X Men, I'm like, that feels like so long ago, right. but it also, I don't know, COVID fucked everything. It yeah. did, it did My perception of time is so fucked. Um, I could gush forever about 2015's Secret Wars, Hickman's Secret Wars. Like, right. that's like the best comic event in forever is that uh, it, the
2: second secret wars yeah that? okay yeah it's, i thought people didn't like that
0: no it's incredible oh uh, it, for me it's probably the best marvel event ever so they did I, I, i'd put secret wars over like civil war a bunch of the other mm. big marvel event like for me secret wars hickman secret wars is the marvel event uh, i'm also kinda, a big doom fan they too. kind of
1: uh oh. <sighs> failed the landing because it because the that last release came out so.
0: Fucking late. I I read I read it late. Oh, like okay. when I read it, it was all right you, together. Yeah. yeah. So like I. Oh, got it was just, the
2: second Civil War that I was thinking about. Never oh, mind. Civil War Two blows. Yeah. That, um, that, never mind. Yeah, Civil it wasn't War Two. Secret Wars.
0: But Secret Wars is amazing. Like, oh, it's one of those that's really hard to recommend to people because it is so. It's one of those oh. that's kind of like Blackest Night, where it's like pretty steeped in the continuity oh, yeah. it's hard to just give somebody that versus like civil war for the most part like it's steeped in continuity too but you can get civil war pretty quickly of like what they're kind of doing mm. like secret wars would be hard to just give somebody like wait a minute, know fucking dooms of god on this fucking world and like like you know like it's, it's hard to recommend it to people but it's really good really really fucking good um so, the, the relaunch of the X-Men family of titles, which began with House of X and Powers of Ten, which was what you're supposed to say. They yeah. called it Powers of X when yeah. it came out. And it, Well, ha- I mean, come on. It's an X-Men book, and it has right. an X in it. A like, uh, limited series that laid out should- the new status quo. Developed by Hickman, he subsequently wrote the core X-Men series uh, while the creators of other titles worked closely under his supervision. Hickman announced his departure from writing X-Men in August of 2021. So, like, he wrote... like he wrote the book for not even two years because you had the whole hiatus with COVID-2 where comics just like stopped coming out. Yeah. It's one of those things where like, it really kind of sucks because they made such a big deal about Hickman coming back to do X-Men. And I don't want to undermine his run, but it's like two years, less, little less than two years. It feels like it should have been bigger than that, I guess.
1: I did, don't know. Did he do X of Swords? Is that where he finished I think so, his run? Yeah. But I mean he was also the guy, like you just said, he was the guy that like you had Excalibur and right. all these he other titles overseeing. where he was like, this is basically
0: where we're trying to go with this. And... I guess I'm just like I'm still I still gotta convince myself of like the modern day comic runs are just not that long anymore. Mm. Like I still there's a part of me that wants to like believe in those long runs and they just don't happen anymore. And so, like, I gotta stop expecting that, you know. Like, the like Jeff Johns' Green Lantern is the anomaly. Bendis and Bagley on Ultimate Spider Man is is the exception to the rule mm-hmm. now. You know, even like Snyder and Capullo did Batman for like five years, and a lot. You know, it's like you don't really see it. most time you get like two to three. If you get like two three years, that's a pretty long run on a comic now. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I don't know. It, it kind of bums me out because it's like,
2: and they weren't even doing twice monthly. No,
0: no. Like when you look back at like through the '90s and even through like kind of the earlier part of the 2000s, like some of those runs are like, yeah, those like eight, nine year runs on a title, or whatever. Like those just, I don't know it if you'll ever happen, have yeah. those ever again, unless it's like an in like in you know like Brian Kavan and yeah like and Saga that. or something, right? It's like. But on a on a Marvel and, or and those are also books. like
1: you're talking about the creator on stuff through Image, mm-hmm. where Marvel and DC are all about the we got to have a number one, we got to have an issue yeah. number one, yep. number That's one. True. So and they even did that do to do through this? like
0: Jeff Johns's Green Lantern too. Like they made him reboot it with a number one yep. halfway through, <laughs> and he was the one who's like, I'm not. Ch- it was uh, New he's like put whatever number you want on yeah. the book, but I'm yeah. just going to I'm just yep. going to do keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> and like he's chief creative officer at that time no one's going to fucking argue with him cuz like I'm just this is still the highest selling book you guys have you're not going to make me start over <laughs> go to hell. yeah like, even like Morrison's uh Batman run love it or hate it was like was lengthy like yeah he was on it for quite a few years it's just i don't know you just those days are just gone and it's like i got to just i got to con- you know work that through my system that like, it's like nope those days are gone it was a golden era <laughs> Of long runs Who did uh,
1: God Spider-Man had a pretty big run Oh Dan Slott Dan did Dan Slott's did run was pretty, 10 years, was pretty good Ten yeah, that, years. Was, that was pretty And lengthy. then uh, That doesn't uh, seem like that was that Nick long Nick Spencer ago.
0: came on right after him And was done within Two years well, About yeah. two years You know And I'm not saying like Cause Dan Slott did ten You gotta do ten But it's just like I don't know Even Shazinski did A long time on Spider-Man oh, yeah. Before Dan Slott two
1: big freaking omnibuses those, those, those days are man. just gone. and I don't know I think it, I, it could be that maybe that's not what they want to do and then they get offered something they really want to do and it's like okay I'm going to finish up my Spider-Man run and then I'm going to go do the right. book I want or to like write.
0: you go do the Marvel or DC book hopefully to critical acclaim just enough to where you can do do have that f- creative freedom to go yeah. do yeah. that or I think just like the paychecks probably get stale over time like after a, you know creators want more and aren't getting more and I don't know. Yeah. There's probably a lot more politics that go into things like that than we probably know about or think but I don't know. I just like it's it's weird cuz it's like from this kind of era in comics, you know, say 10 years from now or whatever like what are gonna be the big thick omnibus? Like they're just they're not gonna have them. Like yeah. what what's the big length? Like those Marvel will still do omnibuses because they always do, and some of the ones they have are super thin. And they're like
1: the seventy five dollar thin. Yeah, things. but like yeah. what's gonna
0: be those great big thick motherfuckers? Yeah. Like are they gonna have those they anymore? Just released
1: a big ass
0: fraction Thor run that
1: was gigantic. It was a hundred and twenty five. Right. Jason Aaron's Gigant- Thor is
0: another one that's kind of the exception to yeah. the rule that he did. He, for, just for a long time. he just
1: kept going. Well, I remember when I saw him at C two E two and he was talking about basically like the trilogy of Thor he was doing, and it was. And uh, then the he God just kept going, shit. and he kept going after that. He's like, because um, I'm, I'm going to wrap it up with this or whatever third it was.
0: thing, and and then
1: it, he just kept going. Just well, kept I'm gonna go going to do King Thor. And, yeah,
0: like <laughs> okay. It's like, and the book was still selling. Like, oh, yeah. I think it kind of peaked in the. As someone that's not an avid reader of Thor, that kind of would read it on and off, I think it kind of peaked in the Jane Foster so that that to me was where it was best. Mm-hmm. After Thor came back, I, I felt like it. There was a like the the end of Jane Foster's story as Thor, I thought was like a perfect fit, almost like. So much like you saying, like, the end of Jeff Johns' Green Lantern, where you're kind of like, I don't like I don't have to read this book anymore. Yeah, like, exactly. you know, like, it was kind even though Jason Aaron was still writing it, at the end of Jane Foster, it was kind of like, this was a perfect opportunity to go. I'm like, all right, well, that's it. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, that was a whole opportunity to have a rant about how no one stays on the book any, very long anymore. <laughs> um, so, and that's basically the notes. Huh? Um, hmm. I, I got a few of his awards to talk about here. 2008, he was nominated for Best Limited Series, Eisner Award for The Nightly News. 2011, nominated for Best Continuing or Limited Series and a Harvey Award for Fantastic Four. 2013, nominated for Best Continuing Series and Best Writer, Eisner Award for The Manhattan Projects. 2014, and this is nominated for all these, so I'm assuming he didn't win any of them. Mm. But uh, 2014, nominated for Best Continuing Series for East of West and Best Writer, Eisner Award for East of West, Manhattan Projects, The Avengers, and Infinity. And finally, 2021, nominated for Best Limited Series for Decorum and Best Writer Eisner Award for X-Men, Giant Size X-Men, and Decorum. Yeah, Decorum's
1: mm. pretty recent.
0: What's, what is that? I, I don't know. It's just one of his new... It's his more recent image book. Okay. Oh, okay. And that's that's the notes, you guys. <laughs> There's not a whole lot for Hickman. Right, then. And it, it's one of those where it's like... He hasn't had as long of a career as some of the people we've talked about, but he's been around long enough to have more notes than that. So I just have to assume that he must be sort of a private guy that doesn't Say a lot. have a lot of information about him out on the internet. Yeah. So, yeah. That's okay. We move on to our second part of our podcast, which is book reports. Mary, yeah, tell us about the book you read. What is it?
2: Yeah. I read East of West. Um, I've also partially read the nightly news i'm gonna be honest i couldn't get through it the art knowing that he did it himself um i i think it's it's better than what i thought it was but (laughs) uh it the the art i'm just gonna say the art gave me a little bit of a headache kind of like the um What's the Batman book that I said that I will never read again? The Dark Knight the Returns. The Dark Knight the Returns. Batman
0: story oh, ever written, thinking. probably. Okay, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it gave me a headache, kind of like to, uh,
0: that. Long Halloween, RIP Tim Sale. So.
2: so I never, I never ended up finishing it. It seemed like it had a good concept. Um, maybe one but day I'll aren't. go back. They but, are, but my they God, the are. The art. It was yeah. just too <laughs> bad. It was bad. I'm not I'm so bad, sad about
0: I don't mean to interrupt this thing about Hickman, but. Yeah, that was. Did did they ever announce
1: what he died from? I just.
0: I remember I heard like a day or two earlier that he he was was going to the hospital, and and I know it was serious because like Jim Lee put out like a big statement thing about like I talked to him and wishing the best for him and his family, hope whatever. Like like that's not a thing that usually happens. You know, when people go in the hospital, it's like oh shit, he must be going downhill quick. And yeah, it was like a day or two later he was gone. So Hmm. one of the best. (laughs) Anyway, <laughs> on that of of a of a note?
2: On, on that note, um, on that, that note, let's talk about death. Should have mentioned death. it
0: because it happened while we were off. So yeah, that's yeah. true.
2: Yeah. On that note, let's talk about death, which is kind of our main character in East of West. So you is it Neil Gaiman's death? <laughs> no, oh. no. Um, so East of West is set in like a alternate future reality where like. Um, you have the four horsemen of the apocalypse and um the Americas are not the Americas that we know today. They're seven nations under like a union, um, but they all have their own Mm -hmm. things. And so we have this it goes into the history of like this prophet and then like this chief, um and then there's some other characters that they don't go into right now, but they all join together to make the the union for the Americas. So, it's in, like, 2063 or something like that. I think. Yeah. So, and it's, like, Wild West times, and we've got this guy. uh, He's in all white, and he's got some friends that uh, one's a chief, and one is... No. Not one's a chief. One's wolf, and one is crow? I don't remember. Uh, (laughs) But... (laughs) But so this main guy actually turns out to be Death, one of the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. Um, and he is trying to figure out what has happened to his wife. He has a feeling that she's got to be alive. And she and uh, he wants to also get revenge for um, these people that tried to murder him. I like
1: the art. Who's, yeah. who's the artist on um, this?
2: Um I don't know, Tyler. Do you want to look that up? Uh, yeah, I'll look East of that. West? It's very pretty. Yeah, I really like the art. Um, and I'm probably going a little bit out of order in my thoughts. but um, So, yeah, look, he wants to get is revenge. Is
1: this a whole baby, baby teeth scenario? <laughs>
2: There's a
3: baby <laughs> in, it. in it.
2: <laughs> There's a baby in it, Kylie. <laughs> so, he's got this information from this bar because this guy... Uh, uh, was a part of the team that like went to like go kill him, and so now he's going out and they're gonna go look for yeah 2064. Is the year that it is in, so he's go he's riding out and he's told his friends that he's uh, with
0: Nick Dragata? Nick Dragata. Hmm. let me look up some other stuff that okay. he's done. Yeah, okay,
2: uh, he's going out to um, look for. This specific person that was a part that was on this list that he got. And he sent um, his friends to go get more information about where at is the other people on the list. We join the four horsemen of the apocalypse. The three. Because death is He's out. Wall. He's AWOL. He did not come back. And the, the other three horsemen are like, we got to get rid of him. Because we want to bring the end of the world. And since death isn't on board... It's a little bit harder for them, I'm assuming. Uh, he
0: worked on some of FF with oh. Nick Quinn at Marvel as well. Interesting. And cool. uh, on Ecstatics with Peter Milligan. Um, and then uh, Ghost Cage for Image. Okay. Cool. I'm not sure. Okay. I've read that book. but uh, yeah, Nick Jogod. Nick I, I like his art. Yeah,
2: it's really cool. I really like the art. So Death goes to the list that he, he knows who this person is. It ends up being the president of you know, he's in the Oval Office. he's the president of whatever part of the Americas he's over. Um, oh, do they have
1: different presidents for the different areas? Yeah, so
2: it's like he's a president and then you have like a chief somewhere else and then you have like this business finance guy and then you have like this these other people. Um, I don't know what their name they might go into it more in future ones i I don't know all their titles. So he's talking to this guy and he's like uh. like do you believe in hell and things like that and he's like i'm getting my revenge for what you did to me and this guy tries to run he's like you're not gonna find any salvation out there because he's killed everybody in the hallway all of his bodyguards and whatnot and then he shoots him in the face a million times (laughs) uh kills him dead (sighs) Uh, and then we have Our other three horsemen, they're trying to find a new president and they just keep going down the list. They want somebody specifically who believes in the message, who has heard the message and believes in the message um, and will follow them, what they want them to do. And the message is basically bring on the end of the earth. Um, And since death is not Wanting that that art is really good. Yeah.
0: Now that I keep watching through it, (laughs) since death is is
2: not a part of that, um, and death obviously you need death to bring the end of the world, right?
1: I think the coloring also. Don't tell me what I know. Right.
2: So they've got the information. um, They're eating dinner under a starry night, uh, and we have our new Madame President who's going to this secret base. Um, where all the other leaders of the nations are at, and basically they're like, we don't like you, and, um, we don't, we don't really trust you, this new person. Um, and then you learn that Death had a wife, and she's alive, and she's being held prisoner, I guess? She was supposed to be dead. Um, she's supposed to be dead, and um, so Death is going to go find her. You learn that she didn't die, but they did cut off her hands, mm-hmm. so you can see like she had, she has like these red hands. Those are her, their robot hands. Um, this is her sister, and her dad took her, so she's been he- held there. And then she's telling a story about how All these people came And after after death had left To go on some mission to do something Left her all alone But she was badass and she fought You know the best that she could But she was overpowered And I don't know how much more I want to get into it I guess <laughs> Okay Because I don't want to go to the end how,
0: how long is east of west do we know Is it? It's over right It's not- Yeah it's done with <clears throat> I wonder how many they did.
2: I don't know. I can look it up if right, Kylie wants, wants to go do his book report. I will
1: go do my book report. That's a lot of dog hair.
2: <laughs>
1: Mine. I read the Manhattan Projects.
0: And This is image as well.
1: This is, yes, this is. Yes, I wanted to make Hickman sure and who? Hickman and Pitara. Let me okay. see what his first name is. Nick Pitara. The and very like very different art than what we just saw with the much West. flatter
0: colors. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, definitely its own style. It kind of reminds me of uh, Jeff Darrow in a, a way. It kind of bit. looks
0: like Ice Cream Man a little bit, like yeah, the a the, bit, the, the, yeah. the coloring does. The very flat colors. It's Jordy Belair's the colors. Okay. There's so.
2: ten, ten volumes ten of East West. Ten volumes, Elvis.
0: okay. That's so probably ran 60 issues. Okay. That's, about. that's pretty
1: good. Like, that's a good uh, run. Manhattan Manhattan Projects did twenty five issues, and then they did a four issue miniseries to to follow that up. <clears throat> but if it, it's this is basically it's uh, if anyone's familiar with the Manhattan Project, it's where they built the atomic bombs. That's okay. the Manhattan Project. So it, um,
2: where Doctor Manhattan was made, exactly.
1: <laughs> it, uh, um, uh, Joseph Oppenheimer um, is the, one of the main characters in this. Um, Einstein's in here as well. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, it's... But it's... I, and it it deals with that part of history, but it, of course they, they skewer things a, a little bit. Like, you find... It starts out where um, Joseph has a brother, and they were born, like, you know, 12 minutes apart, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... I, I want to say it's Robert. Joseph and Robert. But... The other brother is a little
0: oh, I know crazy. Joseph and John Redcorn. John
1: John, John <laughs> Redcorn. Um, but the uh, where Joseph was big into Do you science and this
2: backwards? And, oh no. No, no. Okay. no. I just had to upside
1: down. I'm sorry. Mary got excited. I got sorry.
0: confused.
2: Oh, <laughs> yeah. I am not the only
1: one. Um the but the other brother would like uh, he was into animals and stuff, but he his parents thought, you know, after he checked out the animals, he was letting them go, but he was killing them and consuming them, mm-hmm. and like it helped. He gained their knowledge, basically. Okay, uh, very creepy. Uh, but it starts out with him meeting Joseph, meeting with a general, you know, in charge of the Manhattan Project projects, and uh, you know, his brother had, you know, he was locked away because he he killed a bunch of people and he 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 went a little crazy, Who killed a bunch mean of people. Like- but uh, the general's asking, you know, you're not like your brother, are you? He's like, no, I'm, I'm not my brother. You know, mm-hmm. he's like, okay, then we're going to hire you and you're going to help us work on the, all these weird science stuff. And there, I mean, there's some crazy shit like the, I think it's the Japanese that are attacking them at the beginning. And they have, I mean, there's like telepaths and they have like, uh, they teleport the armies into the base so they can kill off their scientists and and then they go through the portal and get the Buddhist monks that are controlling the portal. And they are it's just a lot of fun stuff like that. Um, but you find out at the end of the first issue that it's not that um, his brother escaped from the prison he was in. It could have been a mental institution, I, I'm, I'm assuming, at that point. Found his brother... Killed him and ate him. So it's not Joseph that we're Wonderful. seeing. It's, right. mm. it's his brother. But Joseph's in the background. Like the things, the people and the things that he consume are theirs. Like kind of red ghosts talking okay. to him. So he's kind of got multiple oh, personalities. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because he's gaining all their, their knowledge and stuff.
0: Like he did.
1: Exactly. Um, and then uh, it kind of goes into, uh, I think it was Roosevelt. It's President Roosevelt. He dies truman's doing crazy shit and they like weird cult leader crap you know what the with the rich elite people roosevelt do. is an fdr yeah yeah um not, but they bring tany. him to they bring him to the manhattan projects and like make him a sentient ai it's like one of the first ais so roosevelt's part of the project as a computer artificial mm. intelligence huh. um and then they're they're gonna drop the bombs And they're trying to try. They're they're gonna do it anyway. Like the planes are on the way, and they're talking to Truman, who's just now president. And they're like, "Hey, we're we're, we need you to make a choice if we're gonna do this or not." And they're explaining what these bombs are gonna do. And and he's like, "Well, how long do I have to decide?" You're like, "You got minutes. Like we're we're over the place we're gonna drop these." And the general's on the phone with him, and he's like, "Well, no, we can't, we can't do this. I'm, I'm sorry, sir. You're breaking up. You say you want to go through with this? No, no. By all <laughs> means, don't drop these bombs." And, yeah. And he keeps acting like, I, I'm, "I'm sorry, I, I couldn't hear you." And then they end up just dropping the bombs. Um, and they have Albert Einstein in there, uh, and he's kind of locked away. They have him locked in a room, but he's he, you know, he has his liquor and he has his project. He's working on, but he, they have him locked up. Um, and he has this big monolith that. No one knows what it is. They kind of go into his story where he's built this monolith. They don't he doesn't know why? And there's another scientist they've brought in on this project, and they actually bring Einstein out because they need help with with some stuff. So they let him loose. But he brings this uh, other. He's a really smart guy. He brings him in. He's like, "Help me figure out what this is. I can't remember what this machine does." And so he starts looking into it, and he's you know fiddling around with it, and he kind of figures it out. And basically, it it opens up. It's basically a doorway to dimensions, any place you okay. want to go to. You know, you can go to space, you can go to different dimensions and stuff. And then you get the backstory of Einstein of him building this machine, and there's an Einstein on the other side who couldn't get it, who couldn't get his side to work, so mm-hmm. he was waiting for the good Einstein on our side to the figure good. it out. And he comes through and they have this conversation. He kills, well, he doesn't kill him. He takes him, throws him through the portal, closes, closes it up. So not only do you have the evil Oppenheimer, you have kind of an evil Einstein in this. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's kind of where the first volume is. It's, oh, okay. it's fun. Fake history, sci-fi <laughs> crazy
2: really shit cool. going on. It's, it's pretty fun. Sounds like fun. Yeah. Tyler? Hell yeah! All right.
0: Um, I read the first volume of Hickman's Fantastic Four before it becomes FF um, when he took over the main Fantastic Four title. Um, volume one has like six, seven issues in it, and it has like a three or four issue story arc in it, followed by like three little kind of one off stories that follow. Um, uh, Dale Eaglesham does the the Artwork for the the first part, the the story that's multiple issues, and then they have different artists after that. There's definitely a clear drop off because Eaglesham's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate that when when another artist comes in, and it's just such
1: night and day. We're like, oh, what happened? It's just just
0: like, and it sucks because it's like, you hate to tell somebody, why can't you be as good as this guy? you know? But but it's like, it's just a a severe quality drop off of the artwork. I I look
1: at it as um, a lot of those times it's because they're trying to get all this stuff out at such a timely manner that artists can't keep up with it, and Marvel wants the money, so like, hey, we're going to leapfrog and have an artist do this issue, and Marvel
0: has a bad reputation up. of putting out bad artwork too. I feel I mean I mean they they both do. I feel like Marvel's a little more notorious for that than DC is. Um but anyways, is this your I, first time reading this? Yes. And okay. and this is a big deal because I love the Fantastic 4. I've talked about this multiple times on the podcast. And for me the Fantastic 4 run is is it's one of those where like, depending on which day you ask me, is either the John Byrne run or the Lee Kirby run. I think the those original Lee Kirby Fantastic Four issues are they hold up incredibly well, dude. I didn't read them for the first time until like five, six years ago. And like yeah. they're they're really good. Um, and then the John Byrne run is fantastic There's, in yeah. its own in its own way. Did you and, ever read the Straczynski stuff? Mm-hmm. Okay. The John Byrne run I love because that's where, like, Sue kind of gets fleshed out more. And she's my favorite of the four. And um, one thing I like that Hickman really does is that he gets right in this first. And, again, I've only read this first volume, so I'm not going to judge this run as a whole. But um, something he gets right in this is that all four of them have a specific voice that's distinct. Mm Mm-hmm. Sue is the weakest of the four, I think. And I think it just, it's kind of that, uh, I don't know, man writing for a woman character that sometimes just becomes a little bit probably like th- th- There's a, there's a problem with her in this book that I have that I'll get to in a little bit, but for the most part, the book's really good. Um, they have the kids by this point, Frank and Val, Franklin and Val are, are there. They're a big part of this. And um, I don't know. It's a real fun era for Fantastic Four. Then when when the twins are there, not the twins, but you know the, the kids are there, yeah. and um, Franklin's obviously becomes. More powerful is this the
1: infamous run where he used the R word and people like lost their crap?
0: It's in this, it's in in this first, and they haven't edited it in the digital thing. all not the one I read, and that's in one of the little one off issues. Okay, um, where it's Franklin's birthday party, and what Val says is happy birthday, retard, is what she says. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that was a whole she says it twice actually. And that was a whole big thing. We don't need to get into all of that. But yeah. uh, it's one of those where it's like, yeah, pro- pro- probably shouldn't have said that. But
2: Not not classy. Not uh, not something nice. But
0: it's one of those where it's like,
1: you know. I mean, his the thing that he wrote afterwards was, and I got it, was like, I was writing how kids speak. This is how kids speak.
0: I get it. Sure. You know. It's one of those where it's just like, I don't know, man. Comic books are a product of their time. Yep. True. And comic books from the 60s have things from the 60s in them and 70s and whatever else so it's just true that they're they're almost that's one of the beautiful things about them in a way is that they're they're kind of these little time capsules that preserve you know the the clothes that people wear in them and the way people speak it's really sort of a just this little moment in time that's kind of captured of what the pop culture was like at that time sort of a deal but uh, in the the first, the, the, the sort of story that takes place in this is that uh, Frank, or uh, Reed Richards, sorry, finds that there's like a, a council of Reeds, basically, within like a multiverse. All these Reed Richards from other universes that some of them have power, some of them don't, some of them have infinity One, gauntlets. Yeah, the end gauntlet. <laughs> um, and they're all just basically like, we are the greatest beings who ever lived and ever existed. And um, it's our duty basically to solve all of the universe's problems. And uh, another thing that Hickman gets really right that some writers miss when it comes to FF is that Reed Richards is an asshole. Like he, he, like he, he's legitimately a bad person. Like I love the character. The the ultimate comics really. I I love the character of Reed. He's legitimately a bad person. Like almost every FF storyline is like. Reed Richards fucks up, puts them in a shitty situation, and goes, "I'm sorry guys." Like that that's yeah. most of it. Like <laughs> and then they have to get out. Like Reed Richards is is incredibly intelligent, but a douche in almost every other scenario. So he starts getting really invested in this Council of Reed, starts spending a lot of time in the lab, he claims to be in the labs when he's really off in these multiverses doing different things. And it starts to cause problems between him and Sue. As it, which as is it like, will. yeah, we is like you spend a lot of time in the lab, you're, you know, blah blah blah. You're not really, and and there's kind of a whole side story here between uh, uh, Ben Grimm and Johnny, where they're they're getting ready for this vacation that ends up taking them to New World, where they they go and get lost on their own kind of adventure. But um, the 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 part that I had a problem with that I'll give Hickman a little shit for is there there's a part towards the end of this where um, Sue comes and she apologizes to Reed Uh. and gives him this whole monologue of like, look, I want to apologize for some of the things that I said, not because I believe I was wrong, but basically because it's wrong for me to ask you to be anything other than who you are. And like, it's the way that it's worded Hmm. where it kind of comes off as like, I want to apologize for asking you to contribute to your family and your children sort of thing and it's just one of those things and I want to I really want to thank the women in my life for this this comes from multiple conversations with Mary and Aaron who's not here where like this is something that I probably would have just glossed over completely maybe five six years ago or whatever that like those are really things that stick out to me now when it's like a, 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 a male writer writing a woman character that just really comes off as like obviously disingenuous yeah. yeah yeah where it's like here's a woman that's basically like i'm really sorry for asking you to spend time with your children and asking you i know you have so much on your I plate was a real bitch and look i know you're like the smartest man on the planet and your work is so much more important than your wife and your children and i'm just sorry for <laughs> asking you to want yeah, to be you down. know and like the, uh, i don't know i just that that part for me was kind of just like ah oh, damn it you know?
2: Because he's such an asshole, I ne- I really never understood why she is with him. I took it That's more why personally. She starts boning
0: Namor. Right. I, exactly. <laughs> I took it more personally. That it it came, came from Sue too, because I love her so much. Like mm-hmm. she's like the mother of the Marvel universe to me. And like the fact that it's her saying these things to me, like really kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Where it's like, damn it, Sue's better than that. You know, she really is. Is Namor's this better the? Than that.
1: Um... It's got to be. Do they explain the Infinity Gauntlet where it's not mm-hmm. as powerful unless he's in his actual yes, universe? Yes. Like he can go elsewhere, but it just isn't going to be right. the same.
0: Like they, he gives a whole explanation of like you can warp. Like He's like, in my universe, this thing can be used to warp reality and whatever. He's like, that's not necessarily the case here. Mm-hmm. He, there's a bunch of reasons why. And there's like a reed that's like a human torch. And there's like a reed that they, there's all kinds of yeah, reeds. Yeah. It, it like, it's like one of those thing things where like, this storyline is really interesting, but it's also like my worst nightmare because Reed's such a dick. It's like, what about infinite reads? <laughs>
1: did you ever read the Ultimate Fantastic Four run? Where they I flat did. out made, he became the villain. Because oh. like, he, is, he is a douchebag. He, he's the villain yeah. I mean, like yeah, he flat out just became evil. I'm like, right. this is a different twist on the
0: Fantastic Four um, I, I really want to delve deeper into Hickman's Fantastic Four, because I, I I have read parts of FF, but I haven't read any of the Fantastic Four. I think you would you become... would enjoy
1: FF, I think, because well, it I, really deals with the, the, the kids. parts of
0: FF I've read. I really love, yeah. and because I love Secret Wars so much, I I can only assume that it just like enhances that lead up to mm. Secret Wars, because that's what he wrote right before that. Well, he he peppered... or was it Avengers right before Secret Wars that he did? Either way, no, because Avengers
1: was... led into Infinity. Oh, okay, right, right. Um, he peppered out so much stuff through his run that when he finished his run up he took like everything came together and he just wrapped it up in a nice bow and went there you go. I don't yeah. it was awesome how he ended it's it. It's amazing. And and then Fraction just came and took over and it was just awesome as well. So And this just, trade
0: basically ends with like what if Franklin can just create a universe? I mean, he, he has a big he has a big Big you know, moment at the, at the end um, of the storyline. Franklin Richards is such a great character, such an interesting character. Sort of OP'd for sure, mm. but but such a great character, and I, I love I love the way they write. Again, the 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 retard line taking out whatever. The writing for the kids is very good. They yeah. sound like little kids, you know, controversy or not. So that's um, good. I'd recommend
1: keep Going on that, it's it's It's, one of my favorite runs. It's been it
0: was fun, and I again I just I like the Fantastic Four that they're a a title that just more often than not people get wrong, and that's why it's hard for me to like get too invested in because it's like the ones that are good are so good. The Burn Run is so good, Mm -hmm. and like Schrzenzky is really good. Like for some reason, and I don't know, a lot of people find them lame. I'm also someone that loves Superman. I guess I love the cheesy, classic, lame characters. But when they're done right, they're done so right. So,
1: yeah. I I wanted to read the, I forgot, I wanted to read this at the end where where it gives you the breakdown of who worked on the book at the back. Like, so-and-so is from whatever. Okay. Um, It it says So this is all about Jonathan Hickman Blah blah blah, Nightly News, Pax Romana Fantastic Four Uh, His twin brother Mark won the gold In fencing in the 2012 Olympics Jonathan lives in South Carolina Surrounded by immediate family and in-laws Which he plans on leaving Unless they start showering him With love and affection he deserves (laughs) This includes his wife (laughs) And then it it gives you his websites That's amazing That's (laughs)
0: That's amazing Okay, so we're going to do uh some weekly picks before we pull out the next comic creators name, so stick around for that. Mary, yeah. it's been 2 weeks. I know you've watched some things. It's been yes. so long. Tell us about what you're telling the people about. The people.
1: Uh, the people. Tell needs, us, Mary. The, the people. people need answers. The
2: people. Um, you know, I'm going to pick The Black Phone.
0: The Fuck what? You bitch. The That's Black okay. Phone. Oh, okay. God damn Now I got to pick something. Else. No, you
2: don't. we can have the same one. No no, 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 Okay, I can't think of what else I want. Black
0: Phone is incredible. Um, yes.
2: So this would have also been Tyler's pick. So Tyler I'll can also about talk about it.
0: I'll pick something else just to be interesting. But yeah, just Black Phone. The Black, the Black Phone would definitely be my pick. It's it's one of the best movies I've seen recently. really As yes. far as just like a a perfect execution of a very well written script. It, it and it's one that, like, when I saw the original trailer,
1: like, fucking last year, probably, mm-hmm. yeah, where I'm like, Oh, this looks
0: I think like it, it could be to so come good. out last fall, it was in reason. February,
1: I believe. Is that what it was? Yeah. Okay. yeah, um, so I think we were seeing the trailers in fall, um, but I remember thinking, Oh, this looks like it could be really good. It also looks like they could
0: fuck, fuck it, up. it
1: up, you know, it, it it's was. fair.
0: So it's, I'm, I'm very excited to hear it was good, um. The The guy that directed the first Doctor Strange film directed this, oh, okay. which was a movie that I said I wasn't, you know, a super fan of necessarily.
2: But this um, one was
0: good. Very tonally different, than, yeah. Um, and then the other big thing with this too, Ethan Hawke's incredible. He he will scare you in ways that feel like a very real, you know, there's nothing super net, na- or I don't want to say nothing. But for the mo- with Ethan Hawke, I guess there's nothing supernatural necessarily going on. This is just a fucked up guy, and that's almost what makes it worse. Yeah. Okay. Um, but the the other big thing with this is that like child actors nowadays can be so hit and miss. And when they're good, they're this, amazing. This movie, yeah, this movie obviously really involves kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's about a guy that's abducting kids and blah blah. The main character is a kid that gets locked in a soundproof room. Blah blah. You've seen the trailers. Um, the the actor that plays the young boy and then the actor that plays his sister are so good in this movie, man. And I have to I have to one, give credit to the actors, but two a lot of credits to, to the direction because it's just like somebody somebody was giving these kids really good direction mm-hmm. and it, it it's awesome these kids come off as pros in mm-hmm. this they're really good
2: and so like if you've seen the trailers for it it's obviously there's a black phone and he picks up the phone and it's dead people talking on the phone right or how it? they how they sync up uh, like what they're saying and um, sometimes you see the kids like off like and you can see the mouth moving but it's just like they sync it up really well. It, but it sounds like it's coming through the phone. It's not coming from somebody in the room. Right. At all. They just so. kind of
0: give you a visual. Yeah. Guide for it. Yeah. It's it one of those cool. things too yeah. where like nothing really in this cool nothing in this movie. And it goes back to how just how well written the script is. Nothing in this movie happens by accident, and it's just like there's nothing in this movie that doesn't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Everything that happens the way they, they just tie it up so nice in the end when everything comes to and it's like everything was so well placed that comes back. It's one of those things where like they give you things that seem like they're pointless and then they end up not being pointless. And yeah. it's just, it's so nice. It's 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 so good. It's so, it's too new to go into any details without spoiling it for everybody. Mm-hmm. But um, I think it's a movie that's going to do really well just based off word of mouth really well for a, for a movie like this. I'm not saying it's going to Make two hundred thirty million dollars, whatever. But like, yeah. it's it's gonna do well. Um, I think Woodmouth is gonna do it's worth it. Do wonders for this movie. And like, again, child actors can be hit and miss. And then even if you even if you take that and you go, child actors in horror movies are are their own uh problem yeah. in itself. Yeah. and these kids are so good. And you know, obviously, we love Lock and Key. Mm-hmm. We love Joe Hill. We've talked about him. This is adapted from a short story that he wrote. So I don't know if it was like a a small. I don't. I I don't. I'm not familiar with the story that this movie is based on, but I know he wrote it. But when they say short story, to me, that's kind of a vague I term. Say, like the I want to say, story I mean, don't like, know
2: if we know, I guess we probably wouldn't know this in the it in might the be trailers.
1: A, a real short story, whereas when they say a short story by Stephen King, it's a fucking novel. Exactly. Like maybe. <laughs> yeah, it might
2: yeah, be that. The, yeah,
0: it's such a it's such a blanket term at this point. It might be that. Uh, Joe so, Hill does have an executive producer credit on the movie, which mm. you would just assume anyways. I don't know how involved he was mm-hmm. with the movie at all, but he, he is credited as an executive producer.
2: The, sure. um... So the boy, who's our main character, has a sister. And she is so good. That actress is so good. And also, I just love the character as well. She's pretty badass. Right. So.
0: And it's one of those that, like, when it starts, I kind of got a little nervous because when the movie starts, it's kind of like cliches thrown at you quite a bit where it's kind of like the movie takes place in the 70s because as far as Joe Hill and Stephen King are concerned that's the only decade that ever happened. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Which is, you know, it's kind of of been played. You know, it's like, it takes place in the late 70s and here here are these two kids and their dad's an alcoholic that... As you were in the 70s. Alcoholic that... Passed out all the time. We're yelling at him. Like it was kind of one of those things where it's like, uh oh. But then like once it gets going, it it it's so good. It's Mm -hmm. like it it very easily could have went into tropey. Clicheville and Nessa, it does it. It gets close. It flirts with it for a minute, and then and then goes the other way. I think I think trying to make
1: modern horror movies is a lot more difficult with the cell phones and stuff. It just gets hard. It's easier easier to put them in to put them in a place where that's not there. That's fair.
0: It just seems Uh, like I'll give you that. Yeah,
2: because like Netflix tries like whoever you know they put them on Netflix, and I see mm -hmm. like the countdown, or I see like somebody's an influencer or something. Mm -hmm. It kind of to me, it kind of comes off a little. Cheesy,
0: and they, it it really dates it. I, I know that's weird to say because, like, obviously this movie dates it in the literal sense. Where it's like nineteen seventy eight, yeah. But uh it dates it in the bad way.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, well, because like in those movies, they try to the horror is with the cell phone, and it's like, no, I don't think that should be your focus. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna have a modern day, I that's not the scary, like, but even, that's cheesy scary. Right.
0: Yeah, even something like Basket Full of Heads that Joe Hill did is based, is set in the 70s, like they, they very much, Joe Hill and Stephen King both very much like the 70s for some reason, and I don't know if it's just a very nostalgic, Joe Hill probably grew up in the 70s I guess, so it's a, probably maybe a nostalgic time for him, I don't know I, for a second, there was a little bit of an eye roll, because I guess going off the trailers, I didn't really think that much about it, I didn't know that it was set in the past I guess I just, I didn't Think about they didn't really
2: it right show much to lead you to right. that, I guess. So when the
0: movie starts. I'm like, okay, like unless you were really I know, paying attention. I know Joe Hill. He likes the '70s, so it's like I get it. But yeah, but like, yeah, it, it, it very quickly gets away from what could be like, oh god, <laughs> and it's just really good. It's so worth your time. Everyone out there, go see the Black Phone. I know. Give El- it
2: your money. Like I know Elvis. It needs Elvis your money. Yeah,
0: Elvis is coming out this weekend. I, I, I fuck that. Go see Black. I'm excited to see it as well. I hope it's good and everything else. But yeah, th- this is one of those movies. It's a smaller movie mm-hmm. that really is worth your time.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And because like it- if
2: you don't, it's just you pay with your dollar. Like we're going to have other Elvis movies. Like they're just they're just gonna hit. Like go see this one. Give it your money so that we can get more good things like this. For sure, because if you don't pay for it, we're not going to get it yeah. anymore. So
0: yeah. Anyways, that that's our TED talk on on the black phone. It's it's wow. really good. Nice. Was very, that your pick good. as well, or are you could do another? Um, one? I'll I'll have something else. I right. was just kind of.
2: Kylie, do, do you have a
1: pick? I'm going to give a couple since we don't have Aaron here. I'll, I'll do a couple, okay. but because I <laughs> in see, honor of Aaron. Honor here's of Aaron, five. <laughs> here's, yeah, but and, exactly. I was just going to say I've watched so much shit that I, I at least want to give a shout out to Obi Wan and Ms Marvel. Like Ms. Marvel yeah. was not one I was excited for. I knew I was going to watch it, but it character. is the show
0: I didn't know I needed. It's really so fun. That's good. Um, I'm glad so, yeah, to hear that. Very um, rare to see a show that knows how to write young people without and that we're, actress we're, we're, is without so coming good. off as a bunch of fifty and sixty year old dudes trying to exactly. write young people.
1: Exactly. Like, yeah. th- these characters feel like real young yeah. kids, and the, yeah. I love the actress. She's great. Um, that being said, Umbrella Academy is also good as well. I will be watching. Um her. Um, I just finished uh, the HBO Max Taika uh, Taika Waititi Wa- Wa- Taika Ta- 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 Waititi t- w- t- Yes, um, our flag means death. Architecture. Architecture Waititi. <laughs>
0: our flag means, our flag, flag
1: means death. It's him, Rice Darby. Um, it's basically about Blackbeard and the and the gentleman pirate. Um, Ooh, okay. It's it's good. It's
3: okay.
1: not what I was expecting. At least it did. It didn't. It, where it went was not what I was expecting. Really mm-hmm. good check it out right. um the other one is uh i'm a pretty big jeff bridges fan i think that just comes from like the big lebowski and right. other such things but he's, like he's really lebowski, good. he's he's always good and there's a new fx show out called the old man
3: mm-hmm.
1: and i think it's not a trailer point, for that this point there are three episodes in it's it's weekly it's every thursday i saw a commercial for that it looked really good it's good i think it was in the um, movie yeah, they
0: did. It was before the Black Phone.
1: Yeah, they, okay. they showed a commercial for that. Yeah. yeah. Um, what it reminded right. me of was, um, I'm sure you guys haven't read the the comic book Red, the Warren Ellis book Red. No, but you've probably seen the Bruce Willis yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay, so the Bruce Willis movie has nothing to do with the comic. All Maybe right. the first two minutes of that movie. Oh. Okay. The old man feels like what Red
3: was Should in the been. comic. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's
1: basically a an old spy CIA guy that is. He fell in love and decided I'm I'm getting out of this and we're gonna go have our life and I'm gonna leave this behind. So they had new identities and they had a kid and fell in love and now he's an old man and they're they're coming after him and he has to go on the run and kick some ass and it's it's fucking awesome. Nice he's, he, he had a health scare a little while back, so it's good to see that he's he's back and doing well. So
3: Who had a health?
1: Jeff Bridges. He had. God, I was. What was it? Non-Hob Hopkins lymphoma or something like that. Um, And then he got COVID. He was going through the radiation treatment, which just obliterates your immune system. And he got COVID. And he said, "Oh, the cancer was pleasant compared to COVID." Uh. He like COVID like kicked his ass, but he's. He's on the mend and he's looking good and kicking ass on this show. Check check that out.
0: Uh, my weekly pick will be will be the finale of Obi Wan Kenobi. It nice, it's good. It was, good. Um, it was it was really good. I think they they ended strong. There there was enough you know feels for the the prequel people in there and just also like I feel like that f- I, I don't know if it's spoiler territory. Is it a spoiler to think that. Oh, we wanted Kenobi and Darth Vader fight in the last episode. The, the, their fight it, is they probably goddamn better had. <laughs> it, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I don't feel like that's really a spoiler necessarily. Yeah. Like, guess what, guys? They fight in the last episode. No, because um, I mean they
1: had a fight earlier on, and, but it wasn't. I'm like, no, we right. we need to see. We need to see. This is
0: probably so like. Shit. I mean, I don't know. Like, I haven't given it enough thought to like rank it necessarily in stuff in lightsaber fights, but like it's probably pretty high up there and. All time lightsaber fights. It's really good. I, the choreography is like, really on well the, done. the planet they're the doing all the atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's really it's good. good. It's shot brilliantly. You um, and McGregor acts his ass off in this in the whole show, but definitely brings it in the finale. Uh, I thought they tied everything up very nice. I know uh, both Ewan McGregor, and Kathleen Kennedy said they're open to possibly doing a season two if, if there's a demand for it. I think there certainly is. I think it's
1: been like the biggest, the biggest thing Disney's, isn't it? Like is the it? biggest streaming than thing the Mandalorian? that Disney. I think, yeah. Oh, I think it blew Mandalorian Did out of the really? water. Yeah,
0: I guess because it's a character people are familiar with maybe <sighs> before the Mandalorian. Um, it's all triple everywhere. <laughs> I, for for me, more, uh, Ewan McGregor as as Kenobi. Like I'll take it. Any I mean, day he's the of the week, of twice those on Sundays. Absolutely, say. he is. Um, the only thing I'd be interested in, if if they were to do a season two, I'd be curious because I kind of feel like they can't lean on Vader a second time, where it's like, yeah. I know, like, yeah, like they like, had if their if <laughs> but but with some of the things they set up at the end of this finale, without kind of spoiling it. There's definitely things where they could like, okay, they could lean on him and another character that he sort of mm. reunites with at the end of this episode. And that could kind of be a big part of like him doing training with, with this other character. Um because yeah, you can't like using Vader to kinda of sell Kenobi, which it didn't necessarily need it, but like using that only probably works once. They they couldn't do a season two Kenobi and go like, okay. And then him and Vader fight it. again, like, 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 <laughs> yeah. because that, that kind like of takes away. This was away, their yeah. emotional. Yeah, like, that, mm. th- this probably should be it. If there is as far as them, those two characters go. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, but I'm very open to a season two. Absolutely, I I'll, I'll take it every day of the week, twice on Sunday. Um, so yeah.
1: Hell, go back and do some Clone Wars stuff with him and Hayden oh, Christensen. They could, they could do some cool stuff. Hell, so throw sweet. a Sogan with him. Do you know? Let's that'd be so, see I mean, some live-action Clone I,
0: Wars. I, I kind of expected... I don't know. I, I, I guess I'm spoiling the last episode a little bit. She's not in it, if you were wondering. I kind of expected her to maybe show up at some point. She didn't, so there's another thing they could yeah. do in Season 2, because it's like, we know they know each other, right, from, from Clone Wars. Like why can't they have an adventure together maybe at some point yeah, yeah there maybe was a moment during her own show yeah she is there maybe was a maybe moment he shows during up their, in her show uh, i don't know that'd be fucking that'd sweet be cool. that'd be one cool episode to have him show
1: up i don't know but there's a moment during that battle where you're like oh obi-wan's fucked you know he's not gonna die because yeah. this is the black widow syndrome where you're like you know
0: yeah his it's like fate it's like eventually. you know like the degree of Shit that can happen to him has a cap. Yeah, but there's a point where
1: I'm like, "How is he going to get out of this?" And I was like, "Is just so going to show up?" Is you know it's yeah. some shit
0: because that would have been. I kind of uh, like that uh, They amazing. just it, it wasn't that though. I like. Oh, oh yeah, like no, the they, they, they made it. it.
1: They made him way more badass with with how For everything sure. went down,
0: and some of the callbacks, the lines to Revenge of the Sith, and everything were just so well placed. I thought, um, yeah, hmm. really, really, really well done. So. Yeah, congrats, congrats to Disney Plus on the obi Kenobi show because it's a show that had a lot of eyes on it and, you know, can't speak for everyone, there's always the critics, but for me I thought very successfully pulled off, I got what I had hoped and wanted out of it, Mm -hmm. met my expectations, so can't speak for everyone, it can only speak for me, but. It was was good, I enjoyed it. It's Mary's turn to pick the next comic creator's name. Out of the aforementioned... No whammies, no whammies. Bucket?
2: No spider.
0: <laughs> Where's my Grant Morrison? Get, make my fucking day. God. That would be a three-hour podcast. The notes, <laughs> the notes the notes that one I one would hour. have for Grant Morrison <laughs> would be the normal length of a podcast.
2: Ivan Reese?
0: Oh, Ivan Rice, yeah.
2: Ivan mm-hmm. Rice, okay. Sorry. <laughs> I've, I've
0: heard both. Um, Ivan Rice, I think, is how he says it. Okay. Um, before E or E before I? E before uh, it's, I. It's e before I. Um Ivan Rice, uh amazing artist, probably most notably known for Blackest Night, but yeah. done a lot of other th- amazing things as well. <gasps> so Well we know what Mary's gonna read. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Ivan Rice has done some I mean he did a a good bit of stuff with Jeff Johns on Green Lantern, but Blackest Night was his was kinda his baby. Oh, okay. So um, yeah, we'll be talking about him in a month. Next week, we're doing Mary's comic book club yeah. episode, which is Jeff Lemire's Black Hammer yes. from Image, I think, right? Yes. Um,
2: no. So mm, I don't remember.
0: It's Dark Horse. Oh, Dark Horse. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah. yeah I want to like, make sure. I was yeah, Image the did not sound shirt. right. <laughs> um, so make sure you guys read that within the next week. The first volume, the first trade of, of Black Hammer, because we're gonna be talking about that next week. Hopefully, Aaron will be back. And we'll have the four of us here to discuss the comic book, the club of comic books. And yes. if
1: um, Black Phone is as good as you say, it might be our pick next week.
0: Ooh, you'll, you'll get to hear I all about so. it again. Uh, yeah, I hope you I, like I'll, it. I'll be really curious. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I'm not trying to like. Yeah, like say Tyler's it's a world not, changer yeah, anything, I like, I like horror movies. And but. when I see, like, lately, when I see, when I talk
1: to the people that watch horror movies that's like that's what they live on Mm -hmm. so then i'm like oh my god did you see this like when we talked about fresh on did you watch fresh i watched
2: fresh it was really good
1: so many people like yeah it was predictable it was okay i'm like what the fuck are you talking about but i guess if that's what you watch all the time
0: right like nothing's gonna surprise you i don't give a flying fuck about horror movies for the most part um (laughs) but i'm just i love just a well a, a really super well written script like And that's what this is to me. It's just like, it's so well done. The story is so well done. Mm -hmm. I don't care that there's, you know, that it scares you or doesn't or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, same here. The movie is. I'm just here for good stories. Like,
2: give me good stories. I'll watch basically whatever.
0: So many times with horror movies, again, as someone that's sort of like a less than casual horror movie watcher, if that, I feel like story is kind of the last priority. For some of those movies, yeah, you know, where it's like, it's this more one, about it's the gore like...
2: and how much blood you can get into it or how many jump scares exactly. you can it's, have.
0: It's like its whole purpose to exist is just to scare you. It's not mm-hmm. necessarily to tell you a story. It's just or more... like,
2: or like a versus this factor. one. It's like... So, like, I watched the nun and
0: I some, like nun. some
2: people like it. Yeah. But I watched it and I'm <laughs> just like,
0: some people, <laughs> some people liked oh, yeah. it, but I watched I like... it and
2: I'm just like, what? Like. I don't know but i i know it also connects into these other things mm. and i didn't watch any of those other things but i don't feel like i needed to see those things to have an interest in it but i was just watching you know just watching it and after i was done with it i was like yeah okay but anyways we'll done. be
0: back <laughs> next week for uh black hammer and next month talking about ivan rice on creator focus so uh beats Stay tuned for that. Until next time, you guys, my name is Tyler. I'm Mary. And I'm Kylie. Hashtag fuckcomb escape. Fuck you, Charles. We'll see you next week.